0: session Quoting session Hot shot Hot shot My name is George Rocknex And you have been brought in front of me Under serious crisis No jobs, no health care, and the bankers them they're robbing us.
1: Welcome again to Strange Podcast. My name is Jason Barnard, and we have the original rude boy Neville Staple here. Hello, Jason. We've just heard uh, the return of Judge Roughneck from uh, Neville's most recent album of that same title, released uh, last year. Court was in session on that track, uh, and that's uh, Neville. That's a familiar character, as first heard in the specials.
2: Yeah, it is, and uh, I had a track like that before. So when uh, the specials was doing um, uh, the song, I thought, "Hang on, let me bring uh, my Judge Rothnik in," because I always uh, was known as uh, Rothnik.
1: Popular character that you've uh, returned to over the years.
2: Yeah, it is. Um, remember, it was done by um, Prince Buster. I've always um, been into Prince Buster and all the Scar stuff. So most of my ideas as well comes from uh, the old Scar. And blue beat records. Well, you see, and uh, nothing seemed to change. Uh, I mean, when the specials first started, it was and um, like rough with the uh, national front. So mm. it 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 came from there as well. You, you know, the judge sentencing you, and in Jamaica it was to do with the um, the rude boys. Uh, and I mean, not the nice rude boys, the gun boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's a really nice link into the second track, which is also from your last album, "Return of Judge Roughneck," and that's "Gang Fever," and it does have those echoes of two tone and a bit of blue beat.
2: Yeah, because same thing um, in England, there seem to be a lot of gangs, young young lads. Um, I'm sure it's happening in America, all over the place. But England, you got uh, well, you get a lot of uh, young uh, young gangs walking around, young young boys.
0: Bit confused. The gang fever is back. Gang fever. Fighting and crime is the talk of the times. The gang fever is back. Gang fever. Every time in the mirror and star. kids shot dead. Rumors of war is fever. The gang fever. Is this an early Klingon? Is a fever? The gang fever. By the way he carries on The gang fever is back Gang fever Fighting and crime Is the talk of the times The gang fever is back Gang fever Everything, the and start Kids shot dead Rumors of war, a fever Gang fever Is this is in early Klingland It's a fever
3: The gang
4: fever Baby,
3: be, baby, baby Blades when come from them call it land and town Come chat and bust and hold people from the ground Politicians come on not try to calm the youth them down Corruption and poverty we can't find a bound You hear that? Rating, looting and shooting
0: Did you read the news? I'm a bit confused the gang fever is back. The gang fever. Fighting and crime is the talk of the times. The gang fever is back. The gang fever. Every time we remember and star, kids shot dead. Rumors of war is a fever. The gang fever. Simply is this in our
1: little england is the fever the gang fever really re- well received album too as well
4: yeah
2: um it seems to be doing pretty well actually not that i'm surprised i don't want to be big-headed but um it's been a while since i had one out you see a new album out And this one seems to have taken off. You've got to remember as well, a lot of people don't know, I was doing this before the specials in a little way. And then after the special split, I had my own band, Neville Staple and the Hitmen. So I've been doing this musical uh, genre. Um, You know, I I always will be doing stuff like this.
1: Back from the sound system days of the seventies.
2: Yeah, that's where I, you know I perfected what I do and because as you say I used to um, have a sound system called the messenger which my cousin says yeah, here you go uh, Neville go and play around with this sound do um blues parties and stuff like that
1: and that links us on to um, our next track which is from the specials uh, a message to you Rudy your original background is from Jamaica you know you're talking about your influences. You kind of took took that uh, what was going on in Jamaica, applied that here in in uh, in Britain, and obviously in America they branched off over there.
2: Yeah, well, it's the same thing everywhere. You know what I mean? Um, message to you, Rudy. You stop you messing around. That means the kids, um, not just kids, but uh, teenagers. So, like, message to you, Rudy, is um, about you know keeping out of trouble and. Um, stuff like that and gang fever same thing again about gang and you got this fever for the um you know what i mean when it's a gang fever that's what it is
1: in terms of how you got involved with the specials you were a roadie originally and, and basically one night in the moment went just went on stage and started doing your own thing
4: yeah
2: yeah but before the specials like i said i was doing the, uh toasting and um i was my sound system was set up in this youth club hollywood youth club and i heard jerry and the rest of the guys uh, rehearsing um in the next room so i popped my head around and uh, i kind of like what i've heard and what i've seen so i says oh can i come around with you guys then i went um around touring with the guys then was doing a show in crystal palace i think it was and I was uh ran by the mixing desk and I just started, I grabbed the mic, I just started toasting, and the crowd loved it. They turned around and started clapping, and then they just called me on stage, the band. So that's how that started.
1: You kind of thrive in that that live environment, really getting the adrenaline from the crowd.
2: Well, see, I've always been an entertainer, and from my do see the crowd enjoying what I do, I put a bit more out, a lot more out. I've always been an entertainer and I like what I do, you know what I mean, I like entertaining people.
1: Our next extract is uh, is you're wondering now by the specials in that real early early period you you and the guys were, were digging up a lot of that sort of early mid 60s uh, Jamaican material and, and that was being one of them was that mainly Jerry kind of digging up those um, those old cuts or were you all kind of involved
2: we' were all kind of involved because you got to remember those uh, two Jamaicans in the band and most of the uh, scar and blue beat we used to put an idea through because Jerry was the one who kind of fixed everything up. He was in the, he was the leader of the band. He started the band, and we used to play these um, blue beat and ska. We used to mention it to him. I said, "Oh, listen to that blue beat. Oh, listen to that ska." So he would have got his idea and stuff from uh, the two Jamaicans in the band. Actually, to be honest with you, a lot of people don't know that though.
1: It makes sense, really, doesn't it? Given you were around a in Jamaica in that period when some of those. Uh, singles were coming
2: out yeah i was still in jamaica i mean i didn't leave even though i was young i used to hear these songs uh, by my family over in jamaica and then came to england i was hearing the same songs scar from before and blueby so yeah it's it, been a big influence on me the scar and stuff
1: Wondering now what to do. Now you know this is the end. Our next track, uh, "Gangsters," is uh, is a song which has got a bit of a bit of a story behind it. it kind of originated when you were over in France and there was kind of some some sort of damage damage to a hotel or something. And, and a line that you do about Bernie Rhodes.
2: Yeah, Bernie uh, Rhodes was the manager. Well, not manager. Well, he was a manager for a little while, and um, it was he knows stuff, so you can't argue with him. Well, he says he knows stuff. So it was Bernie Rhodes, you know you can't argue with him. Basically, he said, Bernie Rhodes knows don't argue. So that's where that come from. I just made that up on the spot in the studio, to be honest with you.
1: That debut album, those first few singles of the specials, for me, really captured the the essence of the band,
2: Um, was just doing it, singing about what was happening around us and um, trying to get uh, people's mind off all the crap that was happening, you know what I mean? So that album for me was about what was happening and um, trying to ease off the the fans so they knew what was going on.
1: Similarly, with um, an extract "Rude Boys Out of Jail," uh, a track where Judge Roughneck comes back into play, and you get a fantastic opportunity to do your toasting.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> the story behind uh, "Rude Boys Out of Jail" is uh, I've done ball you see. So um, the idea for that song came from my life, to be honest with you. "Rude Boys Out of Jail," and um, I-, I had a part to do with the writing of that as well. And Jerry had the idea. Oh. What next shall we do? Oh Neville's been in that uh, stall. Let's sing uh, and he's out now. Let's make a song about Rude Boys Out of Jail. So that that one has taken the idea from me being in Borstal and stuff like that.
0: rough deck and good boy is here in front of me for stealing and breaking into houses good boy i have read your papers true and true and there's only one thing for me to do and that is to sentence you for two years take my way How oh, you serve your time He left joy Jesus in the shot, to the boy away from my Let's cut him outside, no. Get out, Don't let me see you again. out
1: As you're saying, um, the lyrics and the sound really go hand in hand and are kind of just talking about what's going on, going on in the streets, going on in the world. In, in a way, kind of the, the peak of that, certainly commercially, was Ghost Town, which is just that perfect summary of um, what was going on in the early 80s at the time of the, the riots. And it seems to be that moment where the specials actually reach that national consciousness and You know, it's an incredible moment when you've got the riots going on and Ghost Ghost Town kind of number one in the charts.
2: Yeah. Um, Well, Ghost Town was about many different cities. I was walking down in in, in the city centre and um, everywhere looked desolate. Ghost Town. So I kind of mentioned that and um, out of that came Ghost Town, which was reflecting all what was happening uh, around, uh, let's say, the world then because everything seemed to have been going downhill. Clubs have been closed, nightclubs closed. And um, it was just a song about everywhere being closed down.
1: You know, there's that, there's that sort of line, too much fighting on the dance floor. So is that the National Front and, and all this, that horrible stuff that was going on and, and skinheads? and?
2: But let's, not, let's get it right. It wasn't the skinheads. It was the National Front dressed as skinheads, right? A lot of people don't know that either. We'll be doing shows... Our gigs, and used to get National Front coming and want to spoil the gig or get the gig cancelled. So we used to get some uh, National Front come inside and start spitting, giving Z Carl, Z Kyle, and uh, the skinheads, the proper ones, used to like usher them out. And me as well, myself, could've been a bit of a lad. I used to jump down in the uh, audience, uh, swinging guitars and stuff at the National Front.
0: This place is calling me like a ghost
1: This marked a period where the sound of of the group started to evolve a bit, kind of away from the the scar element. Was that kind of a something that just just wasn't you? You wanted to kind of stay true to the sound that you'd done on the first record and the first singles.
2: Yeah, I wanted to stay uh, true to it, but uh, I mean, you're not on you're on your own when it when it comes to that in, the, in a band. Uh, I I wish it had stayed. Um... How it was you know the next album would have been similar, I'm not saying exactly, but not the big change it, it had. We should have kept the same sound. That's my views on it.
1: The second album is there's some great tracks on it, but it doesn't work cohesively as an album just because of the all the different sounds on it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's more music, and um, I mean, some of the songs were great on it, mm. don't get me wrong, but um. Like you said, the change was too quickly, drastically, and that's why we got that though, to be honest with you. I thought it changes too quick, myself.
1: Was that kind of led um, to uh, branching off with Terry and Linville? Yeah, well,
2: yeah, it was uh, the feeling in the specials after a while um, got a bit down. So everybody was trying to do their own thing. And it was just like a stopgap, to be honest with you, Funboy Boy 3, although the Boy 3 had some good songs. But there again, that was just a little stopgap because I was always been into Scar and stuff. So the Boy 3 was just a little stopgap, so I was always in the music.
1: I've picked a couple of tracks to play. I give you the, the songs with the more, more of the percussion, the more slightly experimental tracks on that. The Lunatics have taken over the Asylum, and that's, that track in particular works well.
2: Yeah, well, in live now I do that a bit different, there, a lot different from uh, from Boy 3. I, I do it in scar a scarf version. Mm. So um, the Lunatics that's another favourite of mine. But like I said, now we do it in a, a Neville Staple band. We've done it with a bit of scar, and mm. you hear it. It's like scar now, not like the percussion like from Boy 3 done it. But that's a great song.
1: Another track off the uh, the second fun by free album, "The Telephone Always Rings," which again has got that sort of percussive element. But in that period, after being around with Terry and some of the sort of more pop pop stuff with Banana Armor and things like that, it's a similar way to the back end of the specials. You were, as you were saying, it was a bit of a stopgap and it wasn't quite you.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would go as far as saying that. No, it was something to do while um, we were had we split. So I thought. Well, we all thought, yeah, let's try and do something to um, to keep the music going because I, I was always into music. So that's where the Funboy 3 came out on my perspective of it.
1: In the 80s and 90s, you've you got a, a massive following over in the States. As
2: I wouldn't say you got massive. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, in some, some California. Oh, yeah,
2: in California, it was. I mean, I used to live there. It was. Um, accepted pretty well, to be honest with you. We've done well in California, like you say, but across America, no one say that.
1: You did quite a lot of shows uh, with Ranking Roger in that period. Special Beat?
2: Yeah, Special Beat, yeah. I I thought, hang on, what could we do now? So I called Roger and I said, hey, Roger, let's let's, uh, put this thing together. You're from the Beat, I'm from the Specials. Let's just call it Special Beat. Do some song from the Specials. And some fun to be. It just so sort little of, insight I have. Okay, let's do that. Because the fans were still looking for that. You know what I mean?
1: What led you to kind of reconvening the specials name in, in the 90s? I know you, you released quite a bit of material. I, I've picked uh, Running Away, which I think is uh, a really good track from that period. One of my favourites. What led you to kind of reconvening the band? And that was without Jerry and Terry, I think, in, in that late 90s period.
2: Yeah, well, to be honest with you, doing it then, you didn't have um, so much arguments and oh, we can't do, they can't do that. So that's where that idea and all that came from. We had more um, free range to do what we wanted to do without a musical director there telling us what we should do.
0: Just get lose. Now in the style That I was dressed I was a stepping razor No one could test Yes, I was smart And I was cool No matter how hard they tried
1: 15, 16 years. We've had that mix. There was that sort of period where you were you were doing solo material and doing um, that reformed lineup of the specials. Is it true to summarise that after a number of years you felt you were just going round in circles and you weren't moving on?
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, was doing the same thing, same thing. And I suggested to the uh, when we reformed, I suggested let's uh, let's all do uh, bring it, uh, one one tune each or two two songs each that went down like a a lead balloon. So after that, I just thought, well, you know, if they're not putting anything else new, I'll mention it. Nobody's listening to me and look what's happening now. is the same, 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 same. We could have done a follow up to the first album. We had the opportunity to do it now, but I guess same thing again. That's why I left. I couldn't be dealing with that. When you're suggesting something and nobody wants to listen, um i just didn't want to be part of it
1: so in essence they're doing the nostalgia thing and and you're releasing and producing new material
2: Yes, yeah, that's the difference you see um like i said i mentioned it to them to do that and they didn't want to do it so i left and went back to doing what i was doing with neville uh, with the neville no sorry with the yes neville staple band and before that it was neville staple and hitmen yeah. so i just went back and um and done stuff like that where i could change it with the band i'm not saying it was me wholly but yeah. uh once in a band you let them chuck their little uh, bits in as well so everybody feels uh, a, a part of it
1: mm. i've chosen roadblock from Scar crazy from um i don't know about four years ago can you tell me about that track and, and that period in your solo career
2: yeah well um that was from jamaica and they used to have a lot of roadblocks in Jamaica when, it, you know, trying to find the gunmen, the gan- ganja. And so there's used to be a lot of uh, roadblocks. So that idea came from that.
0: show down
1: Ultimate song is uh, "Down My Street," which again is from the Return of the Judge Roughneck uh, album. Can you tell me about that song? And I I'd, I'd want—I'd want to touch on your, your live work as well because I know you've—you know—you've been touring uh, prolifically over the last few years, and I think you've—you know—done some fantastic shows around the world, Japan, Glastonbury, Hong Kong, etc.
2: Yeah, well, um, "Down My Street" is about being on the road all the time, and then eventually, basically, you come back to where you uh, you live, and it's just down my street, basically. That's where that came from. You're, you're touring all the time, and then uh, I thought, hang on, let's write uh, something with Joe, that's a keyboard player, and that's where that idea come from. You're, you're touring, and then you come back to where you live, down your street.
1: You're just um, about to embark on a, um, a tour at the minute. Was it Three Generations of Scar?
2: Yeah, that's uh, my wife, uh, Christine Sugary. She's the one that puts puts that on twice a year. Um, To be honest with you, she's the one you're supposed to ask all that about, Scarmouth, because that's her little baby, and um, she runs all of that. So I should get her to talk to you about that, to be honest with you, because she's well up on that. She gets all the Jamaican artists from Jamaica, and... um, she puts someone, Chrissy. I need to know about uh, Skarmy. Uh, here's here's Chrissy.
1: Hello. <laughs> Hiya. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, actually, I mean, it's helpful for you to 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 stay to this uh, final moment, uh, final few moments, because um, it'd be great to 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 hear about the uh, forthcoming tour that you're both doing, and also. Our final track, which is uh, is, is is from uh, both of you as well, featuring uh, uh, Roddy, Radiation and uh, Rebel Down. So, um, but before that, um, Christine Sugary uh, actually tells about the um, the tours and the, the live stuff for the, for this summer coming up. Yeah, we've got so we've got the
5: Three Generations of Scar tour, um, and that's with Stranger Cole. And funny enough, on the new album, we've actually covered When I Call Your Name, which is by Stranger Cole and Patsy. It was always the Stranger and Patsy duo. Um, He begged us to cover it, which was really nice, because it's a classic and beautiful ska track. Um, So we've covered that on the album, as well as some punky stuff and some reggae stuff. Uh, Rebel Down is – the the actual album's called Rude Rebels, and Rebel Down's like the lead track. So while we go on tour, we're going to be doing those songs – um so it'll be neville and me with the neville staple band roddy may join us here and there uh so three generations of scar that's throughout april and then throughout the summer we've got loads of festivals and some european tour dates as well to sort out and later in the year we may be doing australia again
1: wow around the world
5: busy busy busy
1: How did you both get involved playing back again with uh, Roddy? I mean, it, it does really lift that track as well, Rebel Down.
5: Yeah, well, basically, um, it could only be Roddy. It's uh, very punky stuff, very driven. It's got a kind of uh, two-tone vibe as well as a punk vibe. And I'm very much into punk and reggae and ska, so we kind of infused it in the album but when we got to those tracks, we'd already had some guitar put on, and we said, no, it needs that Roddy touch.
4: Yeah.
5: You know, just to give it that, that nice punky feel. I know he does a lot of rockabilly type stuff as well, but that punky guitar of Roddy's is just, you know, it's the nuts, basically. So, yeah, we <laughs> had, had to, to use done. it.
1: Yeah, had to be done. And he loved it. <laughs> he loved it. Well, I forgot to mention this is a bit of an exclusive. So, uh, thank you guys uh, uh, for that uh, in terms of Rebel Down. It's much appreciated. So, it's a, a, an advanced taster of the uh, forthcoming album. When when will Rude Rebels uh, be out? Have you got a, a date yet?
5: We're, we're just waiting for a date now. The label, we're doing a new video this Friday for it. Um, the label's just sorting out the vinyl and the CDs and production. So, we should have a date anytime soon. But it'll be, yeah, sometime within the next
1: two to three months. Very exciting. So um, loads of live shows, loads of new music, as well as kind of revisiting some of the some of the old fan, fan favourites in that, as a little bit like the, the the podcast we've had today. It's been a, an absolute pleasure to talk to you both. I wish you all the best. Cool.
2: That's all right. Thank
5: you for your time. Thanks, mate. You're
2: welcome. Thank Take you. care. Bye, yeah? JC. <laughs>